Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Kristen and Lindsay with the 10th episode. Woo! <laughs> um, for this episode, we're doing the same thing we did the last time where we are doing a comparison between a book and instead of a TV show, this time it's going to be a movie. So, and we did it on The Hate You Give. So, it was a huge popular teen book that turned into a huge movie and it had a very powerful message behind it. Um, and you can clearly see why after reading the book, why they probably would have, uh, why they decide to make it into a movie. But, uh, yeah, we'll be making a comparison between, uh, this book and the movie. And not only will we be having, a, a regular discussion about, uh, the differences and stuff, but, uh, we'll be, oh, sorry. Well, not only will we be having a regular discussion about the book and stuff like that, um, we'll also be talking about the differences between the movie and the book and like what we liked about each aspect. But a uh, quick note, like we usually do at the beginning of the podcast, is uh, to find is to talk about our Instagram. So to find out more about what books we're reading uh, for the podcast for that month or maybe a future one or what we're currently reading, uh, you should check out our Instagram page, which is boozeandbooks.podcasts. Um, we try and make sure that we post on that every month um, for the book that we're going to read the next month, but we definitely try and post on there as much as we can with what we're currently reading, maybe a wine we're drinking or cocktail or whatever we're doing. It varies. Yeah, you never know. Um, but yeah, we try and yeah, definitely make sure we write or sorry, post what we're currently reading or drinking and definitely has the next book we're going to have. And you can also see what next book we're having, uh, reading the next month by the, um, is it the personal description? Yeah. Um, just our, our account, Instagram page. Yeah. It like lists what the next book is. For the month, and it'll list the month. So. In the bio. So if you don't see in the bio of our page <laughs> the correct month, don't trust it. Because <laughs> it's probably the last month. But we try and keep on top of making sure to change that. And don't worry, I changed it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, again, uh, check out the Instagram page for future stuff and uh, current things at boozeandbooks.podcast. Um, and now basically the episode is, uh, the hate you give and its powers. So with that being said, the wine we are drinking this week is by powers. It's a vineyard in, uh, I think it's Columbia Valley of Washington state. Um, I just realized that it was an American wine, even though I was standing in front of this wine for about 20 minutes today. Not bad. I did not realize what section of the um, wine store I was standing in, but eh, what can you do? Uh. Um, this one, this time going to the liquor store, trying to find what we were going to pick for the wine for this month, was a little harder than before, just in the sense that, like, the hate you give, well, one it's got like more of a message behind it in itself 
and you had to like find one that would like flow with it enough and also give it enough not take away from its power in itself so there was really really there was really three contenders there was one that didn't really make any sense at all even though I somehow fit it in with the title but yeah didn't work out looking back at it now list did not work I don't know how <laughs> I was gonna make that work but so we had well actually no there's four contenders the fifth one was like no the sixth one I took really had no fucking place in it because damn that was not even gonna work bread and butter for some reason, I just really want to use that wine for some reason. Because who does not want to say bread and butter? We still have time. We do. We just need to find a book that will go along with that book. Uh, yes. Wine. But, yeah, it took me a while. But I prevailed and found Powers. And, hey, it's got four different kinds of wine that I at least found at the book or wine store. So, Perfect. We are getting wasted. Not really. But, you know, we have our choices to pick from for this one anyways. <laughs> So I did buy all of them, um, and this time they are not as expensive as last week's, which were twenty five plus in price. This one, these ones are around twenty two, twenty four, I think. Okay. More twenty two, but we'll go with the range. <laughs> um, that's Canadian. I, we forgot to mention that. So if you're listening from the States, don't think that you're going to get this one for that amount. You're probably going to actually find it cheaper, actually, than Canadian amount, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, so it's called Powers. Um, and we got the Vignier. Uh, Viognier. 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 <laughs> we were looking up how to say that before we actually started this. Um, but we got the Vignonier, uh, wine. We got a Malbec, we got a Merlot, and we got my favorite, which is a Cap. So, we'll go into that a little bit more. Uh, did you want to start it off? Sure. So, I haven't really had many Vionniers before. Um, really, really like this one, though. It's, it's nice and light. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Chardonnay, just less buttery and dry. As dry, anyway. It's still quite dry. Um, with a little bit of fruit to it. Um, the back of the bottle doesn't really talk about what the actual flavors of this wine are. Um, talks about more about uh, the uh, vineyard itself. But um, I, I quite like it. it. Like I said, it's light. Um... And think of what it smells like. Yeah, it does remind me of a Chardonnay, actually. Um, it's, I literally can't taste, like, maybe peach, a bit of a peach taste to it. Um, but what I really like about it is that it's just, like, light and not super fruity, not too sweet, but a good, like, mixture between sweet and, and buttery um, and dry as well um so i would probably definitely drink this again it's very good <laughs> mm. smells good the cab sorry <laughs> i'm like i'm drinking the cab. Drinking? <laughs> <laughs> um i obviously went with the cab i'm so predictable on this podcast <laughs> not only do i always drink the white or red 
it's probably going to be the cab. Um, I just tickled my nose by trying to smell this. It's got more like a bold smell to it overall. But I definitely, when I taste it, it tastes like, oh, it's like some type of berry. And I'm like, I can't put my word, like, finger on it. Hmm. But yeah, it's like some type of dark cherry. And there could be like Ooh. a couple of dark cherry flavors in it. Because again, my bottle doesn't say, none of them actually do describe the one that you we usually see. But... You can smell the cherries too. I just can't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's specifically cherry or if it's like a mixture of like blackberry and like <laughs> like raspberry or no, not raspberry. Maybe cherry. I don't know or plum even. Here, try it. I'm, I can't. Ooh, it's just stronger than you think it's gonna be. I think. Yeah, it's it's very I think I strong. I pictured a Merlot cool. kind of just very like mellow smell. But... This this cab is very more true to like the full mm -hmm. full strong body. I for sure smell raspberry. Um, it's like, yeah, it's the taste. There's it's super full bodied. I love it. Wow, it's very rich. For sure, there's cherry in it. Hundred percent. That's the one thing I taste is cherry. Um, I feel like there's something else though. It's very smooth, like. It just leaves a kind of a smooth taste on the front of your tongue. Mmm, mm, I like yours. I I really like this cab. It's very it's very full though. Like it's a lot. You don't expect it for a twenty two dollar no, bottle. No, I didn't aerate it either. So, um, I probably would. As my father it's says, good. it's really good. Every red wine you should aerate, unless it's I think. Well, when in doubt, aerate. Mm. But uh, I think it's Zins. You don't really need to aerate. Oh, like a Zinfandel? Yeah, a Zinfandel. Oh, yeah. That's, those are more like... And I think Pinot Noirs, you don't really... But every other like red wine, you should aerate. Mm. Oh. So technically, I should aerate this, so which would help bring out the flavors a little bit more. Fair. Nope, yeah. It's pretty I flavorful, definitely smell though. the cherry. I don't, like, don't even... I love it. It's this is definitely a this is definitely a Kristen wine. Yeah, I love it so much. It's so actually me, better than last week. It's like that's a great like Christmas in the heat of winter wine. I will not be drinking many of those now that the snow is melted here, <laughs> and I will be drinking this like all the time. <laughs> See, I'm like back to my. I swear, I drink like very light wines throughout the year. I haven't really changed from my white. Yeah, I. I always stick to the cab. This actually probably would really go well with steak. Yes, it would. Yeah. But steak or like a really nice dessert. Like mm. a actually this could be the like dessert. a rum cake. <laughs> yeah. But literally every birthday I'm like, I don't fucking care about the cake. Give me the really good ball of wine. Mm, fair. Which my dad produces that every single year. <laughs> Blue moon, blue moon. Oh, love that. Oh, it's a Californian wine. I I can't stop smelling this wine. This is super good. Cause like not all wines you get, you're like you want to like smell it. Like some, I don't know. I find that some wines, especially when we aerate, 
some of them don't smell very great coming mm-hmm. out. And then when you taste them, you're like, holy shit, like it's fucking good. Yeah. And then other ones you're like, it smelled better than yeah, it tasted. tasted. Yeah. Or it just doesn't like, you're kind of like, eh. Yeah. This one smells freaking awesome. <laughs> and it tastes even better. But yeah, I smell the cherry. And I definitely taste it. I feel like there's plum or something else in it. Maybe though. plum. Maybe. I'm enjoying my very light. Something wine. rich because it's very dark in color. It is. It's very dark red. Yeah. Like Which, very dark. Yeah. I don't have the best light to kind of like do the light test on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely... Definitely very, very deep, deep red, which also I like about it. But yeah, we also, like I said, got a mall back in a Merlot. And I think we'll kind of do what we did the last time and kind of take a break in the middle and try these two instead of doing them now, just to break up the episode a little bit better. Fair. Um, but I'll give a little background on the actual vineyard. Okay. Um, I'll just read from what it actually has because <laughs> I don't really know anything besides this. Um, so this is what it says on the back of the bottle. Um, in carrying on the traditions that Bill Powers had pioneered in growing some of the finest fruits in Columbia Valley for over 30 years, Powers Winery has continued to lead the industry in low-impact farming practices while cultivating strong partnerships with the uh, sorry with other top vineyard sites in the valley. Powers Wines are creatively blended to showcase the amazing diversity, quality, and value of the wine from Columbia Valley. Valley, sorry. As a symbol of Bill's undeniable mark on Washington State's viticulture, you will find his fingerprint and uh, silhouette on every bottle. So, that's cool. Is it in the leaf? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's cool. So there's like, like it's a very simplistic cover, like label on the bottles. It literally is just like your standard white label with like a simple gold like frame around it. And then just literally says powers, the date, the type of wine in Columbia Valley. And then it's in the very middle is a, it looks kind of like a maple leaf, but not really. Yeah, it's like a... But it's got fingerprint in it. Mm-hmm. So it must be the his. Then on the back is where you get his uh, Bill Powers silhouette. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. It is a product of the U.S., if you didn't get that from the Washington State part. <laughs> um, or the Columbia Valley. Valley. I don't know why it keeps it the same value. <laughs> um Yeah. Also, sorry for saying um. I realized after listening to the last episode, I've said um so many times. It's your, it's your verbal tick. <laughs> it is my verbal tick, and even at work, I, I like that's the one thing that my boss talks to me about when I'm on the phone. Oh really? Is that I say um a lot. Phone? Yeah. I find on the phone I don't do a lot of like um or ah uh, or mm. I do more like I have a word and it's usually definitely or like it's a lot of adjectives that I say um and that's kind of my thing at work we went through like this like I don't know working on certain skills like with presenting and Mm -hmm. it was really good to get feedback on my like ticks and my words that I say a lot uh there's uh 
because sometimes I used to I think I used to like fill voids more when I was like would say ah uh, a lot ah uh, oh my god <laughs> as I do it right now and like so it was unlike so I'm working on like like trying not to say those things but but then I have other words that like definitely or absolutely or I have another word and I can't think of it right now and it'll come to me as I say it I'm sure but as you said absolutely and definitely I'm like yeah I, I, say I recall definitely it a say, lot yeah you do especially in my my profession I say it consistently and I'm always like I actually literally can picture you standing there going like definitely and yeah. like doing like a hand thing yep I do I 100% and now I have like these hand motions you can't see me but like I can't I try not to point at work, so it's a lot of keeping, like, fists and, like, kind of gesturing in areas. So if we're looking at something, I'll be like, over there. You can't see me. I just, like, move my hand. But anyway, um, so it's just, or I'm like, yeah, definitely. Or, yeah, absolutely. And, like, clasping her yeah, hands. I'm very, I'm a hand talker, so I, I have those going for me for sure. <laughs> but we all have something, so it's okay. We do, and... I think last time, like, my friend and I have been talking about, like, how the fact that I do say um a lot, and it is a void, and I think it's, like, my yeah. verbal, like, give me a moment while I get my words together yes. yeah. in my head. it's your pause. It is my pause, and, like, I do say, like, I guess, as much, but not as much, I think, as my ums are very pronounced. And I realized after listening to the last episode, I said it so many times. So I'm sorry to whoever listens to that episode. Because, <laughs> damn, that, I was even cringing. I was like, God, I say um a lot. <laughs> and, like, it just hap- so happened in the last, like, month, my friend and I were talking about the fact that, like, I literally say um yeah. all the fucking time. And that my boss, he was like, the only bad thing about your review is that you really need to work on how much you say um. Really? Phone. And I was like, I will take that. You're like, <laughs> fine. That's the only thing I need to try and work on. That's funny. And he's like, but he also mentioned that it's probably something that I probably won't be able to really fully change as much either. I mean, if you're conscious just, about it, when you I'm will on the phone notice it work, more. Not really. No. When I'm when I get busy, I don't pay attention to that. That's fair. You're doing so many things at once. Yeah, but today, so far, I've been very conscious of trying not to say it. Yeah. Until I did before I mentioned okay. the went into the teach rat about the um thing. But yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It might happen regardless, because again, it's a tick, but if you feel yourself say about to say it, take a drink of wine, because that's that was something that helped me. I needed to replace my ums and uhs with pause like a full pause and just not being afraid to fill the the like fill yeah. the silence with nothing. I think I do it on the phone more because you're not physically, physically with seen. the person. Yeah. So when you're like, it's kind it's of just more quiet. awkward. Yeah. Having yeah. a pause That's on the true. phone. That's true. So I think I do it a lot more. But if I'm not fully there, too, if I'm tired or whatever, I think I say I'm more because I'm like all over the place. Yeah. You're just trying to get But I had mind. a nap, people. I had a very long nap. I had like a four hour nap. Oh my God. No, I yeah, about a four hour nap. It was not yeah. supposed to be a four-hour nap. It was supposed to be a two-hour nap. That's what alarms are for, Kristen. <laughs> and I did have my alarm. I oh, slept through really? it. Really? Yeah. I had two go off. Yeah, I totally slept through that. 
Um, but I worked at four this week, so I really needed to have a nap before doing this tonight because I was like, I would be literally falling asleep right now. <laughs> Fair. So I was like, I need a nap, and then I was not prepared, and then Lindsay showed up. And I was like, I'm not prepared, man. <laughs> it's all good. You needed to sleep. I did. And now I'm more awake. To, to say to your ums. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Trust me, it could still happen. <laughs> but I'm a little bit more conscious about it. I might forget while I'm actually speaking, but... I think you're fine when you're speaking. It's more when you are trying to figure out what I'm yeah. going to say next. Yeah, exactly that. that. I'm like, oh, exactly shit, that. what am I going to say? So if you hear some dead pauses for like a brief moment, it's me trying not to say um. <laughs> so be prepared. I'll fill the void with an uh. I'll just throw an ah uh in there. Or uh, uh, definitely. 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 <laughs> Absolutely, Kristen. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> just some ticks that you guys might have picked up on us already. <laughs> We're already aware. Thank you for telling us. Uh, oh, no. I just did. <laughs> She's Moving reverting on. back to her, her thoughts. It's all good. We're moving back to our actual, like, what we're supposed to be talking about after, like, our totally side talk of our tics of speaking. <laughs> if you guys have tics like that, like saying with your speech on saying um or whatever a lot, share them with us because then it make us, won't make us feel so alone <laughs> in the world for exactly. ours. <laughs> how you overcame those. Yes. If you have That's tricks true. on how to not do that, especially um. Especially, I'm going to say especially a lot right now, but if you especially have one for how to get rid of it when you're talking at work, that would be awesome. Because <laughs> I also filled voids by talking really fast at work, too. Oh. There yeah. You go. So, if Fun you have facts. better methods than that, that would also be great. Fun fact. So, anyways, moving on for that, yeah. um, let's get into the actual main part of it which we're going to talk about the hate you give uh so before we get into like the differences between the two different formats of this um i think awesome book uh let's talk about let's start with basically we we'll start with number five like like that one to start off with um with this being a book first and now made into a movie, what did you like about each format? And which one did you like more? I liked... Okay. I... I liked that the movie was... Just gave a very powerful depiction of everything. Uh, it... Three, one. Sorry. It <laughs> gave... A, uh, like, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? I liked that the movie depicted everything very well. It had a lot of book to condense into, and it did so in a, in a really nice way, I thought. And I liked that I, after watching it at the end, I was crying. It was, it was an emotional, like, she definitely was crying (laughs) movie. It was a really, really powerful movie, um, and I just liked the emotion that came out of it for me. Uh, for the book, I liked that it was kind of cool reading the book second, I guess, because you got to see just more in-depth parts that the movie had to leave out because of time, I think. So getting to know the Carter family a little bit more, 
kind of their backstory uh, than what we saw in the movie. I, I liked about the book. I liked uh, the more in-depth parts of it. I liked the way Angie Thomas wrote. She does a really powerful way of depicting. And something I've, I mentioned when we were talking about you is that I really liked the way that Carolyn Kepnes and you wrote for Joe and how we saw just kind of like his stream of consciousness and what he was thinking. And I actually thought that I was Joe when I was reading the book. And this mm -hmm. is how I, Joe was feeling and thinking at all times. And I felt the way it was very similar in the way Angie Thomas wrote for star because I felt all the emotions that star wanted to, was feeling and, and I was angry when star was angry and I was, I was sad when star was sad and I was hurt when star was hurt. And she did a really good job of kind of using language that wasn't just, Oh, this is star's point of view. This is the story. It was more like, this is a really powerful message that Angie Thomas is trying to portray. And she did so in a way that it was let's immerse a hundred percent into star right away, right off the bat. And I was immediately, when you open the book, you're at a party and immediately you're like, okay, I'm here. Let's do this. Like, like I just felt very in it all already. So the writing was what I liked most out of the book as well. Uh, in terms of what I preferred, kind of the same thing with you. I preferred the movie over the book. And I think it's because I watched the movie first, which we all learned Lindsay doesn't do very well with. So I also, I didn't cry in the book. And I think that's because I knew what was going to happen. I knew it was coming. I might, I still had a lot of emotion throughout the book, but the movie definitely made me feel more. So I think that's why I preferred the movie to the book. Yeah. And like, I, I agree with basically everything you literally just said. <laughs> Um, literally. I say literally all the time. That's my word, too. I actually can... Yeah. No. Uh, I see that. <laughs> definitely is definitely the one that I hear you say the most. Yeah. And I can hear you do the hand clasp. Definitely. That, like, you see cheerleaders. You're oh like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, definitely. That's what you do every single time. <laughs> but, okay. So, yeah. I... They're both obviously going to be different but the same in different aspects like Lindsay said like the movie is obviously like this is a 444 page book yeah. there's no way they're going to make that like be able to be super true to the book in the sense of basically trying to get everything that they have in the book put into the movie or mm -hmm. in the order or anything like that like movies it's hollywood it's all that stuff right so they have to do what they think is best on becoming flowing better and like grasping the viewer's attention because like probably a lot of people that watch the movie probably aren't gonna read the book it's probably true. like it's true. ultimately that's probably how it ends up happening like the, mind you i don't have the statistics like a lot of people i know bought this book and obviously like I know that like I know the book is like huge popular book but yeah. I feel like ultimately down the line the movie is going to win out because a lot of people probably would be like well I'm not a huge reader but uh, hey they have it in a movie so I can get like the same thing this way kind right of. so I think they did really like I know I believe Angie Thomas like uh helped with 
the movie adaptation of this, which yeah. wouldn't shock me since I think they usually try and bring on the author. And I thought it was, like, really well done for the movie. Like, we watched it together and, like, unlike Lindsay, I didn't cry, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I might have shed a tear or two if it, like, if I was by myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it was very... It's a very powerful movie. Like, I was kind of teetering on if I really, if it was something I really wanted to read. Because it's, like, it's, like, I like reading teen books, but it's kind of more of a different genre of teen that I usually go towards. So, when I worked at Chapters, I was kind of like, uh, I don't really know. I was always teetering on whether or not, like, it could be something I'd really, um, especially, like, the size of it. I was kind of like, do I really want to invest? Sounds really bad, but. When you realize you kind of like do have like things you prefer to read and yeah. teen fantasy is more my specialty rather than fiction. Then like this is more contemporary oh, yeah. fiction and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. For teen, like for my, like I do read teen romance, but that's usually if I'm like on a beach kind of thing, mm. easy reads, but my favorite's teen fantasy. So this is one that I'm not a huge reader of. Yeah. Well, I guess you guys would think I would, considering... No, we're not going to go there. Anyways. So, yeah. I was kind of, like, on the fence, and then we watched the movie, and I was, like, sitting there watching the movie, and I was like, holy shit, this is, like, a very powerful message. Mm-hmm. I was like... I was like, I can just imagine what the book is like. And really, I just was thinking, okay, like, I need... I really wanted to gung-ho read the book. It was actually really hard to read the book, <laughs> but that was because usually I don't have a huge issue going between toggling between like movie and book kind of thing, depending on if I read it first or not. Shows I have a little bit more of an issue, I think, just because it's a series. Oh yeah, Thirteen Reasons Why, as I mentioned last time, but we're not going to get into that, as I said last time. <laughs> but it's just because I think there's more than like this is over in like about two hours. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it it's says short. It, it says it's peace. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why I it doesn't really bug me that much. But this one I kind of had a, struggled because it's 444 pages, and I watched it <laughs> in like less than two hours. Yes. Yeah. And you get like you get the main message of what this book's about right. everything but when i read the book you get more in-depth world look at the view in the world that they're talking about yes exactly so long-winded answer <laughs> i like the movie more but that was because i watched it first who knows if I watched or read the book first, if I would have liked that more than the movie. Yeah. Probably I would have because yeah. it does go more in depth. Yes. But yeah. since we did watch the movie first, for some reason, this one, I th- I think it's just because of the size of the book. It just took more time to actually read it. And like, it's not an easy read. No. Like it is, but it isn't in the fact that like you really need to pay attention to what you're doing. Exactly. When you're reading it. And you're... It's, it throws you into it, which I also didn't realize that the hate you give spells thug. I don't know how many I times. I know. It literally took me until it actually, literally the first chapter. Is it the first chapter in the book? Yeah, I, be, yeah, I believe it is. That I was like, oh. <laughs> I know. Didn't I was even like, realize. 
I've seen it. I've seen the title. I've seen like the poster for the movie. I've yeah. seen it so many yeah. times. No. And I literally like looked. I was staring at the cover of the book before I started reading it. And I literally took a screenshot of it, of it, and sent it to Lindsay. And I like circled thug on the front of was like, did you notice this before? Because I just noticed this. I the only reason I noticed is because it was explained to you in the book, and that's the only reason I knew. Yeah. Otherwise, it made sense, I guess, why she does the you. Well, why? Sorry, why? Yeah. It's yeah, like why it's a the letter U instead yeah. of spelling Y O U. And. But I was just like, oh, yep, no idea. And it's, it still amazes me. I'm like looking at the cover right now that I did not get that until literally oh God, like a week too. ago. It's really a little sad. But yeah, did not get that. But yeah, overall liked both, loved both. I would recommend if you haven't read or watched either. Read again. That. Spoilers, you're gonna get like huge spoiler alerts. You shouldn't on. be listening if you haven't read it. So Or watch the movie. <laughs> but or if you do plan on doing both, don't listen to this any further. But uh I would definitely read the book first and then watch the movie because I think you'd enjoy it more. Agreed. Just for the fact that same message, everything, but yeah. Books should usually be written read first, I think. Yeah, agreed. Because I think you're just going to stereotype everything that you watch in the movie and place it into what you're reading. Agreed. And then it just muddles the aspect of, like, the entire point of the book. Yes. Agreed so, also. Yes. Okay. That is my... I, I'm ending that question right there. <laughs> Yay. Um, but I guess we can go on to, like, how did you... How did the book by her, or, like, the story, I guess, affect you while, like, mm-hmm. reading or watching it? Oh, um, it, like, just the way Angie, Angie Thomas and the movie described, like, everything that Star has to go through. So, I mean, there's no way my... Anything that I have in comparison even compares to the life that Star had to leave or live. But I could only imagine how hard it was being torn between a predominantly white private school mm-hmm. and the community that you live in, which is a lower income, predominantly black neighborhood. So obviously, she's being, living two lives, basically. Exactly. And yeah. being a white female i have no idea what it's like to live as a black female uh especially in america let alone canada and i no one should have to witness one of their best friends get shot let alone two people in their lives get shot uh so as a functioning person i applaud her for still being able to live her life every single day and be so like so aspirational and still want to wake up and go to school. Like, I don't think I would cope as well as, as she did or as portrayed to. Um, like I said, the movie made me cry. It was such, so well done. And I just, I really just felt I was, I think the biggest thing for me is I felt very just empowered. Like the book and the movie made me made not me feel empowered per se, but 
I just got a sense of empowerment and I was like just rooting for Star the whole time. Like, yes, girl, get on top of that cop car and you scream <laughs> and, and shout and, and it's not fair and so many emotions, so many things I just wanted to scream out at the TV and, and you know what? I just literally all I could think of was like, yes, queen, do it. Like <laughs> I am so like, it just, it, it made me feel good to see her standing up for these types of things. Um, this injustice that Basically, happens yeah. to so many people. And I, it made me feel fortunate. So I felt very fortunate for the type of life I get to lead and how empathetic, not empathetic, I think is the word. I, I, it just made me feel like there's more that can be done. Um, I know it's all fiction. It's none of it was based off, like, not that it's not based off a true story, but none of it was like from a fic, like from a true story, essentially. Angie Thomas created this, these characters, but I think it affected me more than I thought it would. Especially the movie. The movie surprised me completely. I had no idea what I was watching until I was watching it and then how I would feel about it. And then the book. The book was more supplementary to me than anything. I really didn't. um, It more just gave a lot more backstory and answered more questions for me that I had. Uh, I didn't really. When I read the book, I wasn't like, oh, it's like a whole new story for me. So um, it was more the movie that had the bigger impact on me, I think. But it, it affected me, I think, quite a bit. Yeah, like I remember reading or watching the movie together and I was just like, I was kind of like sitting there going like, okay, like I wasn't really knowing what to expect, but I kind of like had a vision of what the story might have, roughly what it was going to be about, but my mind was blown by what we actually saw Mm because I was like. I didn't actually expect it to be exactly like the way it was done. Um, and I thought it was like, I, like you said, it was, it was a very powerful story about like a young female. Like she was 16 and she had two friends yeah. killed in front of her. Like I, like Lindsay said, like I'm a white female. Like I do not I can't even begin to understand this entirety of this book or anything. Cause like, I can't relate it to it, but in this world, like we know this stuff happens. Like mm-hmm. we know this unfairness and all this happens and it shouldn't, but like, this is the injustice that we have to live with, unfortunately, until maybe one day, um, somewhere sometime maybe it will all stop but we haven't come across that but yeah like when we were watching the movie I was kind of like Star's character like how Angie wrote her she was just she dealt like the fact that this happened to her not once but twice in her 16 years on this earth Mm -hmm. and she dealt with it in such a way that, like, she, yeah, she had her moments where she cried and she just, like, couldn't deal with anything or whatever. Like, that's, that's fully, like, like, understandable. Like, obviously, like, what happened. But the fact that she went to school the next day. Yeah. 
lived her life as much as she could and like she let allowed herself to smile when she had the opportunity to even mm. if she might not have wanted to like was just applaudable like the fact that that happened like yeah i don't know how i'd react if someone i loved and cared about regardless if i didn't hang out with them anymore but like you had that so much history like they her and Co- uh, Khalil had yeah like you the fact that she was able to like be strong enough to like live her life and like her mom said as sad as it is that he lost his life that doesn't mean you should stop living yours yeah and like I thought that was very true like it's hard to tell someone that when they lose someone but it is true like as much as it it's hard to lose them like the best thing you can do for that person is to continue living your life. Yeah. And not like drown in the sorrow of losing them too much. Exactly. Like there's grieving and then there's just losing yourself. So I thought it was a very powerful message of how horrible things can happen in your life and how you stand up against the injustice of it. Right. And you speak to it. And she does it in so many little different ways throughout the book and the movie. Yeah. Like, first with the interview, like, well, not first, but, like, with the interview with, like, dealing with uh, Haley and, like, her comments that she's making at school. Yeah. Um, a little bit with Chris, not fully, mainly because he apparently really digs. Like, in the book, she said, clearly he's got a type. <laughs> <laughs> when she's listening to all the girls that he thinks is hot. One of them's Nicki Minaj. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, and she, with the sign on the car, even going to the protest yeah. and stuff like that. Like, she's very, I don't know. I lost where I was going with this because the <laughs> phone started ringing. Um, but, yeah, she stood up and, like, tried saying something even when she was still being hurt by it and she's very conflicted throughout the entire book whether or not she wanted people to know that she was there or not yeah exactly i don't know i i didn't openly cry but it was very like i felt very moved by the book and the movie throughout the entire time i was like reading and watching it yeah like i usually don't cry especially if other people are around me (laughs) just how I am so regardless I probably wouldn't have cried (laughs) but honestly I think if I was by myself I might have cried really I probably yeah (laughs) I I never know until I actually watch these things by myself but I like there is a possibility I would have really cried during this because like it was a very powerful thing and I don't care how old you are I think everyone should read or at least watch this movie because i think it's got like a huge powerful message behind it yeah agreed and living in canada like i feel like we don't or at least calgary like we don't really hear as much in the way of this as much yeah like i could be totally wrong someone could be like are you crazy but (laughs) i feel like i don't hear as much of this as if maybe we lived in the states somewhere that's fair yeah yeah but don't hate me for saying that people that's just my opinion sure a lot of people that are listening are great (laughs) <laughs> but if you have your different opinion, I respect that. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that. Are you just picking random questions? Yes. Okay. Not really. I was just, I was kind of going with the theme. Okay. 
Not really. I was just kind of picking what one. <laughs> we kind of, we, yeah, we kind of answered one of them anyways. How did you feel about it throughout the book? Sorry, people. You're like listening to us discuss what we're going to do oh, next. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Kill two birds. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess let's talk about, we can combine this. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your favorite character and uh, what did you think about the casting? Let's do that. Fair. My favorite character was either Star or Carlos. Um, Star for sure. For sure was my favorite character. She's strong. She's independent. She's, um, she stands up for what she believes in. She has a voice. Uh, she is what every woman, let alone black woman, should be. She's very independent, too. Yeah. And I like love everything about her so um she's very in her skin too like she's yeah. very comfortable yeah yeah which you get from which the party. is great yeah she's like walks in with like jeans and a oversized hoodie like yeah whereas i know that if i went to a party i would not be wearing that <laughs> and i love that she just like isn't afraid to kind of show who she is mm-hmm. even though there are parts where she's like i can't show my true self at school and I can't throw that self in Garden Heights, but I, she's for sure loved her. Um, I really liked Carlos though, cause he, he was pretty dynamic in the movie, but even more dynamic in the book in terms of his relationship with Maverick and, um, being a cop. So he kind of crosses this line, this very, he rides this very thin line in throughout both, um, of being a, a police officer and a black man and just like he's caught between two crossroads here and what, what side do he's kind of forced to pick a side I feel um, and in the movie he he his conversation with Star is very very powerful moment and he's like what would you have done if you were that cop and he says I would have shot Khalil and that's like star that's abhorrent and it is and it's like why would you ever think that way and on the same token he's like i'm a police officer i deal with this stuff every day like how like it's my life or theirs kind of mentality so what are you supposed to do in that moment and in the book i like that at the end kind of towards the end he says he's like you know what I realized I wouldn't have shot him and he's like, I'm sorry I ever said that. And it's, you're like, wow, for, for let alone like someone to, to admit they were wrong and to really kind of like see two sides of, to what was going on when they kind of had one view. Um, he's just super dynamic and very, he's lives a very complicated life. And he, in the book, he plays a bigger role in star's life than he does in the movie. And he's, um, he's just more prominent in the book, which I liked seeing that side of him. Um, but both of them, I think, were definitely my favorite characters, um, in terms of, did you ask the second part? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, about the characters. Ca- yeah. I think the casting of the, uh, the movie was bang on. Um, although granted, again, same type of thing with you. I had these people pictured when I was reading the book because I'd watched the movie first, but, um, common 
is such a good actor and he just like oh my gosh i was like you are i watched just right last night i was like god i love you man he's he's so amazing and i was just he's like a good singer and actor and i think he made the character more dynamic because of it and i was just, i mm-hmm. loved him um amanda stenberg i really like her and i think just move this movie made me like her more um regina hall as lisa was amazing she is fucking I love awesome. her. I love, I love her. her. She's so great. Everything she's done, I'm like, I Same. need to see Same. you now. I watched her on like a late night show recently and I was like, oh my gosh, she's just so funny and like, she's so like, so awesome. She's just a strong woman in general. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Russell Hornsby, who played Maverick, I never know his name. Oh. But I, I recognize him from other things. But yeah. He's the one that uh, plays her dad. I love him i think he played like her dad yes. perfectly oh my gosh and i just realized anthony mackie i forgot about anthony mackie i, I love like anthony mackie i do too but it made it hard it made it really hard for king because king in the movie is he seems very redeemable because of the character because or sorry because of the actor yeah. because anthony mackie is not he doesn't play the villain normally so for him i was like I immediately don't want to hate King at all, but in the book, he is a, he's much more terrible too. Like you're like, King has no redeemable qualities whatsoever. So that one was hard, I think for me to kind of see him in that light. But cause in the book I kept picturing him, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) I pictured him very different. So Anthony, you did an amazing job. Don't get me wrong, but the girl that played Kenya, I didn't fully picture her being the character to be Kenya. Dominique Fishback. Mm-hmm. Just a description of Kenya in the book and the yes. actor playing her. I just didn't see the similarities as to what she was getting at. Right. That. Not saying that she this girl can't be a model. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Like Honestly, no, no, any no. female can be a fucking model, I think. But it just, when I read the book, even though I knew who, I, I knew who the book, obviously, who was casted as her. Yeah. When I read the description for her, though, I just wasn't picturing her in that character. Right. But I thought the girl that, like, Dominique Fishback, I think she played the character very well. Like, I think she did it, like, I think she didn't, like, knock it. Like, yeah. I think she did very well. And, like, the kid that played, um, Lamar Johnson, who played, uh, Seven. Seven. Yeah. I thought it was, he was really good. Um. The little brother, TJ Wright. I thought he was Issa so Connie. cute. Yeah. Uh, I just realized now that Issa Rae, um, Issa, sorry, Issa Rae, uh, played, uh, April Ofra. Yes. Um, she's super dope, and I mm-hmm. didn't even realize that was her in the movie. Also, the girl that played Haley did a great job. Sabrina Carpenter? Yeah. Legit. She's a like, Disney star. Really? Yeah. She's a Disney star. And I oh. think she's, like, breaking out of it. Yes. Uh, but... Oh, she was in Girl Meets World. She was Maya. Yeah, and also she's oh born my in 1999, God, oh my which God. means she's 20 this year. Oh, my God. Kill she's me? so no. young. Um, um, the- I thought she was able to, like, 
She made me hate Haley a lot. I hated Haley a lot just in the book, based off the verbal right. things that she was saying and stuff like that. But I also pictured Sabrina Carpenter as her as well while I was reading it. Yeah. Not so much so with her character as I did with you, but um, it she can play a bitch. She definitely like she can play the villain. She can't like I can see her both ways. She's a versatile actor in that way. Yeah. The guy that played Chris, I was actually, just say, it's KJ Apa. If you watch Riverdale, he's in, he's Archie in Riverdale. I don't know. I have to say, I wish they kind of picked someone else to be really him in the movie. As I was reading the book, all I picture is KJ Apa. But I, I, I like he's probably the one God, of all these actors besides Andrew Anthony Mackie. He's probably the one that I like. Have like I, I literally watch Riverdale every week. I'm obsessed with Riverdale. So I never watch it, but. I kind of wish they chose someone else for that character. Originally they did. Um, And I can't remember who it was supposed to be, but originally they did. And that person had to drop out and KJ was like cast last minute. Uh, I was reading that the other day. We need to know who it was. Why? Because it is. But I want to know who it could possibly be. I like to know the shit. (laughs) But no, I agree. Um, I agree in the fact that it was, sorry, I kind of like totally interrupted your story. No, go ahead. Okay. So my favorite character, I'll just kind of like jump in on the star. Yeah. My favorite character obviously is the same star, hands down. Um, Every single point, I'm not going to repeat every single point that Lindsay did, but I agree full heartedly in everything she said. Mm. I'm not going to repeat everything because you guys probably are like bitches move on um but i will say this she is a very powerful strong independent female who stands up when she needs to and when most people would probably say don't because it it could cause more issues or like she could be being down or anything so she stands up I guess when she needs to in a way, but also when people are probably warning her against doing so. So I thought that was a very strong moment. And like Lindsay said, yas queen. (laughs) Um, Unlike Lindsay, I really loved her dad as my second favorite character. I thought Maverick was, in his own way, very strong. He... The fact that he went from, so we didn't know from the movie, but reading the book, you realize that his dad was the original, original gangster. He said OG, but I'm assuming that means original gangster, um, like of the King Lords. Like he was the most powerful, like drug, uh, dealer and all that stuff. I think in California or the u.s or something i can't remember what the book said um but he was like at least in like where they lived like the biggest drug dealer at the time when he was like the leader of the king lords and then but that meant that maverick didn't really have a dad right so that played a huge part in maverick's life and then maverick Dad went to jail when he was eight, so then he kind of took over when he was 12 
in the King Lord's life and did that. And he rose up the ranks and did his shit. And he, the thing with him and King, which he's got to have a different name than King concerning the fact that uh, it sounds like the ruler of the King Lords is named King. But regardless of that, uh, him and King were out on a run or I can't remember exactly, but. King had two strikes against him, and he took the fall for him because it would have meant he would have gone life, whereas Maverick didn't have any rap against him because he was just that fucking good at dealing drugs and shit. Yeah. That, that's why he was probably the leader of the King Lords. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he was just like... Um... Uh... Yeah, like, it was just, I don't know, he was just, just the life he lived, and the fact that he regrets that even though he helped King out by going to jail for him, he missed three years and three important years of Star's life. Yeah. He missed all of her firsts, and he regrets that deeply, and like Lindsay mentioned, Star and her uncle Carlos were very close, and that those three years were actually like pinnacle years for the, like establishing that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most heartbreaking points of the book, well, obviously besides like the main point of it, but like one of the heartbreaking ones is just, she's very close to their dad and hearing that she asked her uncle if he, she can call him daddy. Oh yeah. Was like literally like heartbreaking. Cause you're like, I don't know. I was just like thinking about like how the dad probably felt because he knew about it and all that stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, I think he's, I think he's a badass dad who will protect his kids and his family to no lengths. Like he will like literally do whatever he has to, whether it's embarrassing the shit out of them to get them into a safe position. And I applaud him for that because I'm like, you know, the life that he grew up in and the life that he started out in, yeah, he came out like on the other end that not very many people, I feel like, do get that opportunity to be like and to actually have the guts to do it. Yes. So I applaud him and that's why he's like one of my other favorite characters. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we should take a break and try the other wines. Let's do it. Okay, Malbec smells more body, and the Merlot smells more smooth. Like that would be like a little bit more smoother and stuff like that. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah, Merlot is my least favorite. I like the least favorite is the Merlot. Yeah. So it goes Cab, Malbec, Vignoy, okay, and then Merlot. Well, no, I like Merlot more than the white. Really? Mm. Can they be tied? They'll be tied. That's fine. As much as I'm getting into whites, I can't drink it out of the bottle. <laughs> I'm no. going to pour a little bit in my glass. <laughs> okay, fair. 
She's showing me up and being classy, people. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Okay, this fair. is the Merlot. To be fair, I'm almost finished my glass. So I really could do that. Ooh, the Merlot smells like you would think it would. Yeah. Um. It's a good Merlot. It's pretty standard. Um, definitely lighter than the Cabsav. I like it. It's light. I have to say I like the Cabsav more, which is shocking. But because if I was going to try one, I would try the, like, or if I was going to enjoy a glass of it, I would enjoy the Cabsav. Because if I'm going to drink wine, I want, sorry, if I'm going to drink red wine, I want it to be just a little bit more full-bodied. Yeah. Also, keep in mind I'm using the same glass, so I'm being terrible. I agree with, like, what you said. Like, the Merlot is definitely more smoother, lighter. It is, for sure. Um, obviously. When you compare with Cab, you're definitely going to get that. And same with Malbec. They're both darker, more bodied. But the Merlot kind of tastes a bit of cherry as well. Um, more plum though, I find. You can taste the yeah, plum. Yeah, you can more taste much. more plum. I wonder if all three kind of have like those nuances where they kind of have like cherry maybe as underlining factor. The Malbec is good. Yeah. That's good Malbec. It's hard to smell it through the bottle, but yeah. it's definitely my second in command to the cat. I like it more, for sure more than the Merlot. All right. Yeah. It would be tied though with the cat for yeah. me. These two are it's very lighter, similar, for sure lighter. but I like full-bodied, and this cab is doing that. Mm -hmm. It's powerful, people. Power is powerful. Oh, the Merlot is really good. Or, the Malbec is really good. Yes. Yes. Can I no. use your glass? I'm just no. a little more in. No. Fine. Fine. Nope. She, she's got it. She's downed her cab. Well, you said no, so I have to do that now. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It smells so much better. I highly I'm recommend it. I'm definitely making sure I bring two glasses. I know. I was like, time. this is bad, especially for me who's about to pour the white back into the. Well, if you. Oh, I made a rose. I was going to say, if you don't pour it all in there, you could like switch it around it. and then chug it. Ew, no. Well, I'm not chug it. I made a rose, guys. It's fine. Oh my god, people, at Lindsay's wedding, sorry, that just reminded me, so at her wedding, my friend Tay was with me, and uh, they were freely pouring the wine, because Lindsay's very nice to everyone, and paid for all the alcohol, it was open bar, anyways. It's the only way to do a wedding, FYI. So, I agree. <laughs> um, so, they had my friend drinks white strictly she doesn't really i don't think i've ever really seen her drink red unless she tries a red but she won't openly drink a glass hmm. so she was drinking white i was drinking red the surfer came around he poured more in my glass and he's like would you like some more um wine he had both white and red and she's like yes please she still had some white wine in her glass he dumps red wine on top of that. Oh, right. I forgot. And my friend Tay and I were just like staring at the wine glass being like, 
You just literally combine two different types of wine. Right? And so I was like, holy shit. Not paying attention at all. So he, before we, like, we were so shocked that he walked away before we even, like, kind of, like, registered, like, that we needed to say something to him. And then I was like, okay. I, like, finished my glass. I, like, downed, I chugged my glass of wine, gave her my glass, because someone else was coming around to the corner to deal with, like, our wine, because they were, like, coming not that far apart. (laughs) Um, And I then took the red and white combination. But, yeah, Lindsay, like, having some remnants of red in her glass and then pouring the white on top made me think of that, because I was like, holy shit, you can't do that. Actually, it wasn't that bad. But definitely uh, don't do that on purpose. <laughs> don't do that on purpose. <laughs> like, if you accidentally do that, sure, whatever. But <laughs> don't do that on purpose. It's not great. But, okay, sorry. Moving on. That was totally, like, sidetracked. Bringing back to reality. Oh, God, the Malbec. Anywho, what were we talking about? Well, we're done with wine. the questions. So... I was talking about wine, so, but, yeah, we'll move on for the wine. Any okay. quick, like, any, what was your, like, I don't know. There was a lot of differences between the book and the movie, for like sure. A shit ton. Like, we thought you had a lot with nine right. differences. This literally had, like, a lot. A lot. Two, like, maybe four, 20. Six, no. Eight, 10, 12, 13. 13. And probably but, more if you, like, really break them down a little bit. Like, honestly, we've talked about a couple of them. One of them being, like I mentioned, the the Carter family backstory is a little bit more drawn out in the book. Like, with Maverick's relationship with Carlos Mm -hmm. um, and how volatile it is more so in the book than it is portrayed in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Because Maverick goes to jail and Carlos, who's Lisa's brother, by the way, because it's very unclear in the movie of whose brother he is. Yeah, you see tension, but you don't see the tension to the full scale of right. what it is portrayed in the book. Exactly. Which it is. <laughs> very, very evident in the book about their dislike for each other. But they came through for each other, I feel like. Yeah. With Devante. And at the end, well, like... And obviously the kids. Yeah. Like, Carlos is... I think Maverick... I think it's not. There are two I don't alpha males that yeah. have somewhat different upbringings. Yeah. I think they're kind of butting heads. With and I things. think that's the issue is like, it's not really like stated, but I think Maverick just is like, okay, this guy is a cop. He grew up in a more affluent like setting. Loving. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And so he's just very like, this is not who I am. This is. Like, exactly as you said, like, just two alpha males butting heads. And Lisa's kind of stuck in the middle, like, I want to leave Garden Heights. And Maverick's like, I don't want to move from Garden Heights, but it's I know it's right for my kids. Which brings us to another difference. In the book, uh, they move out of Garden Heights and they actually get in a new house because Lisa get, gets a job, gets her dream job um, as in healthcare. Um, through Carlos's wife, Pam, Pam, I think her name's Pam. It's P something. I just remember Nana not liking her. (laughs) Oh, right. Pretty sure it's Pam. Um, and they, they, 
now have like the monetary means to afford a house outside of Garden Heights, essentially. Uh, in the movie, which I, I guess it's debatable, but I actually kind of like that they stay in Garden Heights because it's, it's their home. They know the people there. It is, it does have the drug gang there, but I mean, I feel like it's, it's more of a stance. It's like, it's like, screw you, like, King Lords. Like, we're here to stay. This is our home, too. We're going to make it amazing the way it is. Like, so I kind of like that in the book. I don't necessarily like that they move out of um, Garden Heights. But that's, that is another difference. Um, overall, like, the movie just starts with a scene that's portrayed later in the book. The book starts with. The whole, like, instructions on how to deal with, like, what to do yeah. if a cop pulls you yeah. over. And she mentions it, like, basically right away in the movie, which it kind of was fitting. Yeah. But in the book, it was, like, a little bit later that she brings it up. Yes. Which, I don't know. I think the reading it, that scene and watching it, I thought it was more powerful watching it in the movie. Exactly. And it wasn't because of the placement of it. It was just watching it versus reading that kind of moment is way more intense. Yes. So, yeah, it was definitely like, holy shit. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me reading it um, is the fact that Devante was way more of a character in the book. Well, he's like... Because he's not... He's not. The only like, thing that he isn't in the movie is... The party scene where Kenya is like, oh, don't remember her name, is like all up on Devante and like that shit. And like that does happen in the book. Yeah. But, um, and you're, when you're first started reading the book, you're like, okay, here's the scene kind of thing. And then her and Khalil like yeah. leave and like the shooting and all that shit. But, and then all of a sudden Devante comes rolling back into their lives and then you're like, Wait, what What the fuck? Yeah. And then he becomes, like, actually, like, in their lives because he wants to get out of the gang and, like, out of the King Lords and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. And he has his own reasons to do so. But, like, you didn't you didn't get that at all in the book or in the movie. Like, it was just the party scene. And, like, we also, in the movie, you don't know who. Because, like, at the party, the reason why her and Khalil left at that moment was because someone got, like, there were shots happening. And we didn't know until the book. Yeah. That was Devante's brother that got killed. Exactly. So that was like a huge... I feel like that was one of the huge big gaping holes between like differences between the book and the movie just because he... I feel like he plays a big character in the movie and he plays no character basically at all in the movie. You mean in the book he's a big character in the movie he's not. Oh shit, did I say the wrong thing? It's okay. <laughs> oh, we got what you're saying. Yeah. But like... But yeah. Like, but they just kind of, like, disassembled his character, essentially, into to make it... Like, they put a lot of parts of Devante into Seven. Which is kind of, like, Because Seven's not, like... Seven's a character in the book, but Devante goes through a lot more than Seven does, I feel. Like, Seven yeah. doesn't really have the same, like, tumultuous story that... He does in the That Devante does. Yeah. And then... In the movie, essentially, he basically carries the burden of what Seven does in the book as well as 
what Devontae has as well. Yeah. I guess it's, like, I know we were talking about before, and you're like, it's kind of like they, in the movie, they took Devontae and put him a little bit, matched him up with Seven, Mm -hmm. whereas in the book, they're two separate characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, it kind of sucks. Like, I wish they kind of, like, separated them a little bit in the movie and had him as a character. Yeah. But then it probably would have been a longer book. Or a movie. So. That's true. That's true. So, I guess you have to kind of give a little bit, but, yeah. Um, we kind of touched on the king about how he's more sympathetic and all that stuff. Right. from the character and stuff like that. And I think... Maybe they made him a little bit more sympathetic in the movie just because visually you can see who's playing him. And I think maybe they didn't want him to be portrayed that way. Yeah. Because, like, Angie Thomas, I read somewhere, she, like, it's, like, I get what she says. And, like, I think that's pretty much any author who has a book become a book, uh, movie. Yeah. But, like, they're two different mediums. Yes, Books exactly. go into way more description, way more everything, and all that. Whereas, um, um, whereas, uh, whereas usually book, movies don't have that. And I thought that was kind of, like, cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of cool in, like, how it was set up that way. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of, like, lost my train of thought while I was <laughs> saying that entire sentence. <laughs> um, let's reverse a little bit. I'm not going to really go back fully, but anyways. Angie Thomas basically said, like, they're two different mediums. Like, the book's going to have, like, obviously going to have more juice and, like, yeah story background and all that than the movie is going to and they exactly. might change things up a little bit which they did yeah and that's fair and they do that a lot and how um star deals with Haley is a little different than in the oh, book yeah. than versus the movie like she still has like the beat down with her but she doesn't do it the same time and kind of like the same I would have fully liked, way. That I would have did. liked to see Maya be a, just a stronger character. Because in the book, Maya sticks with Star. And they're like Take still friends sense. at the end. Because they're both minorities. Yeah. And I really like that. Not that the girl that plays Maya isn't a, isn't a minority in the movie. But she's but, just... She really has... No story. Like, she's just kind of there as, like, the med- like uh, the middleman between Star yeah. and Haley, And she really doesn't have a huge voice. Versus, like, there's a huge part in the book where um, Maya mentions uh, Haley during Thanksgiving asks Maya as a joke, like, does your family eat cat? Because she's Asian. And, like, and... I feel like it was kind of hard to to understand kind of this writing, but like she mentions how hurtful it was. Maya mentions how hurtful it was because Star was there and how Star and other people that are there kind of laugh with with Haley because it's an awkward situation and mm-hmm. they don't really bring up how inappropriate it is. And Haley just gets away with being racist like that. So, whereas when she does the same thing with. Fried chicken with Star. Mm-hmm. Star walks away and then yells at her for it. And it's not like it's a double standard or anything, but it's it's They're Maya just gets to voice like how she felt when that 
went down for her and and Stark kind of realizes like whoa like yeah you know what I never thought of it that way and that's a like she's very owning of of that situation and and they both kind of realize more about Haley too and I just really like that Maya just is more of a a character in the in the movie or in the book and like I agree like you see Haley a little bit more and you think about Haley a little bit more mm-hmm. in both the book and the movie right when you do Maya yes Especially in the movie, you don't really think about Maya a lot. In exactly. The movie. Um, and same thing. Like, Haley is just like a fucking horrible person. Yes. And she does the whole. Unfortunately, this is like being Lindsay or both brunette naturally. <laughs> Sometimes she dyes her hair brunette blonde, but true. Like Haley's like the quintessential American white. Blonde, blue-eyed chick. I think she's blue-eyed. I think so. Um, if she's not, that's probably not the huge main point <laughs> of it. But she's like what most people wish that they could be. Like most chicks wish they could be, I think, on a standard level. Like Barbie, in a way. Yeah. Kind of thing. Barbie's like blonde and blue-eyed and all, all that shit, right? So, like, she feels like she can get away with it, and they kind of make it seem like she can get away with it until Star's like, no fucking bitch. Like, (laughs) this is actually, like, you can't do that. And, like, she kind of, like, gets after Haley a couple times on what she's saying. Like, the fried chicken part, she's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, and Haley tried playing it off, like, you and Maya were, like, talking about fried chicken at lunch or whatever, and it's like, yeah, they might have been talking about it, but the way she came across it and how she said it does yeah. not equate to what you actually said. Exactly. And shit like that. So, like, I feel like Haley and then Star got so upset and then Haley just brushes it off as something that maybe, like, it's Natasha, who was the friend that Star lost, a uh, friend that Star lost earlier in her life. Yeah. To another gun shooting, like, she was like, oh, she's upset about that. It's like, like, it must be near the anniversary. It's like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, like, I agree. Like, she gets away with a lot of shit in both the book and the movie until they stand up against her. Exactly. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I think one of the, like, things that sounds out a lot, too, is, like, Khalil... And, uh, how he, um, like, in the book, they don't kiss, but in the movie, they do kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, when I read the book afterwards, I totally forgot that they did kiss until I was looking at the comparisons. Oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah, they didn't. Um, but they didn't really play on in the movie, or at least I don't really remember the movie portraying so much the fact that he becomes a drug dealer because to help his mom out because she was in a tight spot for her, uh basically she owes king for her drug habit whereas um in the movie i just really remember him saying oh i'm doing this because my grandmother's got uh cancer and i need to provide for her and my brother and right stuff like that so 
They might have said that in the movie. I personally don't remember them saying too much about the mom being, like, owing money for her drugs. Right. And stuff like that. But do you do you remember that? No. Okay. But, okay, so to end this off, the main thing, not the main thing, but, like, a big thing at the end was where, um, what's his name? The younger brother... Um, Sakani? Um, Sakani. How after they are trapped in the store and come out and like Mav and uh, Sakani and Seven and Star are just sign there and they're going up against King and his goons. Fucking Sakani pulls a gun on king and everyone just kind of freezes and was like holy shit like i think he's like uh, i don't think he's seven is no sakani he's he's a young kid yeah he he's like he's maybe around 10 i don't i can't he's remember. not 10 he's way younger seven seven sounds yeah. about right. seven okay. right or six five i feel like seven seems right but i feel like i'm just <laughs> confusing that with the other character's name, which is Seven, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. But anyways, I thought like the movie put that scene as him pulling the gun, yes, on King, and that's when everyone was kind of like, "Whoa!" Like, take a moment, yes, and see what the fuck's happening right now. Whereas, um. Whereas in the book, they don't. The cops come and they arrest King. Right. And Devante, again, comes in and is like, I'll make a deal. I'll help you guys find his stash house, which I know where it is and all this stuff. If I can get some type of deal to help me, like, move on with my life. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was, like, a really good way to, like, another really good way, powerful way to end the movie. Because, like, the bad guy went away. Well, not fully the bad guy. Like, obviously, the cops played a huge role in this, but specifically in that neighborhood situation. Right. One of the things is the King Lords and he was going away. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? About what? That. What I just said. Anything? Anything else to add, I guess? I kind of just went on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Collecting my thoughts. That's fair. Um,. I don't know. The end was powerful in both, I would say. Um, I think the movie, though, I was just like, whoa, like, like, with Sakani holding the gun mm-hmm. in the movie, you're just like, this is, yeah, just not what you thought would happen. And just watching Star and even, like, King, like, Star immediately, like, hands up type thing and yeah. she just knows and then king is just like flabbergasted like what do he, i do like, here really is stunned i think yeah. he just like stands and is like what the fuck yeah and it honestly like it comes full circle because of tupac's song like the hate you give in his song like the hate you give little infants fucks everybody mm-hmm. is is literally thug life yeah. and and it just shows like the hate you give Little infants, aka Sakani, it fucks everybody in that moment. And it was just like very like, whoa, this is very powerful and very true and very very crazy. So Yeah, and like 
the movie obviously goes a little bit more into like ends with her at school and like yeah being friends with Maya still and her still dating Chris and like living that life. Mm-hmm. And also, she does have the short hair that she was commenting on another friend earlier in the book about having a bob. Oh yes. She let her natural curls go, and I love. She looks so super cute. She looks so cute. My friends got hair like that, and she used to shine it all the time. And I'm like, dude, keep it straight or keep it curly. Keep it straight, but like keep it curly because I love the natural curls. Right, but yeah, no. I thought either way it was like very powerful ways to end either of them, but. I think we've talked you guys enough into the ground on this. And like we said, there's way more comparisons you can do. We're running out of time, so we don't really want to go back into all of them. But email us your suggestions. Yeah, email them. Or your topics or, or we'll your talk. thoughts. Pretty much just email us. We'll talk about this more if you want. But yeah, rate, review, subscribe on the podcast, on our Instagram. You can email us at booze and books at gmail.com it's b-o-o-o-z-e andy b-o-o-o-k-s at gmail.com and you can reach us on instagram at our at our at the booze and books <laughs> podcast one at booze and books dot podcast and one of our individual ones Kristen at lind said so l-i-n-d dot said like literally how you think it is and at kristen dot shoe so s-h-e-w for shoe not s-o-e because you will not s-o-e no s-h-e s-h-e oh shit s-h-e-w wow what the fuck okay don't mind don't spell it like shoe, like S H O E. There we go. There we go. Oh, that I was the one you were wrong. trying to try oh, to okay. spell. Not S H O E S H E W. Beginning my last name, people. Anyways, so you can follow us individually again Lynn, at Lynn said or Lynn dot said or Kristen dot shoe S H E W. And yeah, we'll see you next time or talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.